it's too little too late. It's the news, according to me. Well, good morning. It is, is it Thursday? It's Thursday morning already. Uh, didn't have a chance to do a show yesterday morning, obviously. And uh, a little bit disappointed in that because I really had thought I was going to be able to do a show. And uh, I was actually home yesterday, uh, yesterday evening, yesterday night, yesterday morning. But I had to leave the house early enough. I had so many things I had to get done. I had to leave the house early and ended up not being able to get a show in. I just didn't have time for that. I was thinking about doing one in the car, actually, uh, on the drive. I, there's a way I can record while I'm driving. The, the problem is the weather was so bad, and I didn't, I didn't want to focus on, uh, and traffic was really gnarly in Chicago, which uh, added to the, all the stress. But I, I don't like that kind of a distraction. when I, I'm pretty much, I can just talk when I'm, while I'm driving. I don't have to concentrate on much of anything other than my thoughts, but I don't like that kind of distraction when things are that busy. Um, if things were just wide open highway and I was cruising along, it wouldn't, wouldn't bother me. But uh, nonetheless, I am having a show this morning because it's just, it's too much here. It's just it's too much to talk about. Nikki Haley, first of all, we're going to talk about the border. Uh, all of a sudden, Texas is coming into play with the, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're going up against the federal government on this border thing. Where have they been the last year? I know, I know they've made some efforts here and there. They've put up some barbed wire. They've done some things. But for the last three years, they've done nothing. Nothing significant. Now, all of a sudden, they're filing lawsuits. They're getting, getting involved. And of course, the, they put up razor wire. They put up all kinds of things to keep people from coming across the river areas and some of the, some of the border areas. And the federal government's coming in. And, and, and now the Supreme Court has weighed in on this whole thing. And the Supreme Court says... Well, the first, the first, the Supreme Court had a question right off the bat. The first thing that they asked was, "What's in your cup?" And so I, I, this morning, I have, uh, I got, I wanted a Panera bread for bread. I'm in Chicago at the moment, recording this on my iPad, so it's probably, the quality is probably not very good at all. But I had, uh, I had this cup of something. I went to to uh, Panera bread and got this cup of ginger something, honey tea. I put a bunch of honey in it and put a bunch of sugar in it. Pretty much it's just sugar, honey, water. It's pretty good. I don't really have a backup cup. I have, um, I have some water. I have a bottle, bottle of water. That's all I have for my backup. I, I didn't make any chai this morning. I should, probably should have made some chai, but I just didn't. I didn't do that. I have, uh, yeah, and you realize the cup costs more than the, the tea does I mean, as far as the business is concerned but that's you know another, that's a story for another day so 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 the supreme court weighs in on this thing and says that the the federal government uh has jurisdiction over this over the border and the state the state can't do anything about it and they're, they're in the wrong now um of course you got all these staged pictures of people you know going through the the, the razor wire and all this stuff trying to get through the razor wire trying to get this thing is out of control, and and of course now the only time they notice it is when we start sending them to these these sanctuary cities, these big cities where now they're they're having a hard time finding places for all these people, and they're realizing, hey, this this isn't working. We need to do something about this, and all so all of a sudden, because it's because it's an election year, you've got people you know being concerned about being reelected into office. This terrible public service job that they have—it's just terrible. They're, they're giving their lives to public service. 
I hear Joe Biden talk about it. It's like, I've devoted my life to public service for, for the last 40 years. Now, you've been a sponge off the American people for the last 40 years. If this job was so tough and it was so terrible, why are you doing it? I had a, a union head rep one time tell everybody at the union meeting, well, you know, I got all this experience and I have to, I feel like I need to stay in here to do this. His wife also happened to be a union rep in the, in the sector that she was working in. They were both heads of their unions because it's just such a terrible job. Because, you know, you get to take time off all the time to go to these meetings, union meetings, you get paid for take time off, go these little vacations. You know, once in a while, I have to do some administrative duties and you get calls at all hours. It's a, it's a very small price to pay for the kind of benefits that you get out of it. And the amount of power you have in the whole process as well. It's just amazing. But the... Uh, so, so what we have is... Now, all of a sudden, you know, Abbott, Governor Abbott, I think is his name, down in Texas, he's all over the news now because he's filing lawsuits and the Supreme Court's, you know, making... But again, it's an, it's an election year, and they're talking about immigration reform. Now, this, this is something that I think you need to understand. When the, when the Democrats talk about comprehensive immigration reform, what they're talking about is just being able to, and they're, they're saying it out loud now. They're saying the quiet part out loud now. We need more border agents so that we can process all these people when they come in. That way it gives them a pathway to, to citizenship. And then what you're saying basically is why are people even applying for citizenship and waiting two years to get their citizenship when they can just come across the border, be here, and get their, get their citizenship anyway? And here's the problem with all this, folks. And, th- and this has just been recently recorded. And I'm, I've been saying this, this is what's going on for a long time. Now, I, think there's a, there's a, I think there's a plan behind this, whether or not it's intentionally being done or not, I don't know. This fellow from the Middle East, when I, when I heard this guy, he was being recorded, they made it sound like he was some South American guy. He had a Middle Eastern accent. I know accents. It was Middle Eastern. Come to find out, this guy is from middle, the Middle East. Somebody looked, did some research on this guy. I, I think that, that was somebody with some facial recognition stuff. This guy was in, uh, in prison. In Somewhere in the Middle East, and he, and he uh, I can't remember where, the, where, the, where, the, where he was, what country he was in at the time. Somehow he got out, and he's over here. And he, he makes this comment. He says, soon you will know who I am. And he starts, to, he says, so you, you, may not, you, know, you may not know me now, but you soon you will know who I am. And then you've also got um, all this stuff going on with these guys. I think it was in Chicago. There was a big meeting where there was a bunch of, illegal trespassing immigrants. And these, these guys, there's, there happened to be a few people who made it in to the country, got relocated up into Chicago. I think it was Chicago. Whatever big city it was. And they were having this big meeting about benefits and, and how to get all their stuff. And, and these, some of these people that, were, that made it into the meeting were not immigrants. They were residents of Chicago. They started complaining. And a couple of these, this one guy, very vocal, got in this guy's face and said, no more money for you. He's basically saying, we're going to take all your, all your money 
and you don't get any more money. We're taking it all now. But they just want to pick our crops. Folks, there are an average of about 30 criminals every week coming across the border. Known, like, having committed offenses coming across. Now, they're all criminals as far as I'm concerned. You break the, break the law getting here, you're, you're a criminal coming right off the bat. You did not come in lawfully. It wasn't an accident. You intentionally did it. It was a crime. You committed a crime. You're a criminal. We have, there are gotaways. The number of gotaways are in the range of about 200 to 250 every week of gotaways. In other words, people who, they can't, they, they, and that's the ones that they know of that got away. In other words, they didn't get the process and they got away and then it slipped into the, into the, into the mist. Now, here's the problem with this. When you start doing the math on this, and I think I did this one other time, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this. When you start looking at the size of some of the armies in the country, or in, in the world, and you look at how many people are coming across the border, they don't need to come across with guns armed. As, it doesn't need to be an armed force attacking our border. And, and I think that's what most, most people think of as conventional war. This is not conventional war anymore. If you have 250 people a week, that's 13,000 people a year. And we've been doing this now for two or three years. So you have 26,000 people, at least, in this country who are gotaways. All it takes, and, and, and some of the people who are being processed could e easily be militants. Most of the people coming across the border, uh, over half, are young military-age men. So how many of those that we know of don't have some nefarious ties to something. I mean, three million came across the border last year. Three million. If you just take, say that 2% of those are militants. 2%. Even just 1%. 1% of them. 1% is 30,000 people. 30,000. There's plenty of guns here. All they need to do is take them or buy them. They come here, they buy the guns, now they're armed, and they're inside of our borders. 30,000 of them. Now, I recently saw a, a report, speaking of guns, I think the highest population on the planet with Per, per capita of guns. I think it was, uh, it was Switzerland, Sweden, or some, someplace, someplace in Europe. Um, the number of people compared to the number of guns, I think it was uh, 48 or 47 per 100. 47, 47 guns per 100, I think, was the highest of any nation except for the U.S. Uh, I think in the U.S. it was 140 or 125, it was over 120 per hundred. In other words, there are more guns than people in this country. Yeah. 
Now we can get into the gun, gun crime statistics and all the other things that go on and, and the way they play with those numbers. And I, I could get into all, that's a whole show in and of itself. I could go through a whole hour long show and explain to you, dissect everything that they do with the, with the numbers of gun crimes and guns and everything else that's in this country and how that is played with and how they toy with those kinds of things and how, how terribly bad they, they play with those statistics. But I'm not going to do that on this show. All I'm, all I'm saying is my, <clears throat> my theory in this, one of two things. <clears throat> they are either going to, you know, the, they being the, the, the administrative state behind this whole thing and every, everything that could be potentially be controlling whoever's calling out the orders in this thing. And ultimately, it, it, it really is the enemy of our soul. It's, it really, it's really the, <clears throat> you know, it's Lucifer himself out of hatred fear, shame, chaos, all the things that, that he's the author of, all the lies and everything else. He is really the one manipulating these people behind them. Even people who think they're doing well, they're doing the right thing. I'm sure George Soros thinks he's doing the right thing. And he's doing nothing. Well, he's, he's, he's given all, he's Alex Soros or whatever the guy, his, his grandson, or his, I think it's his grandson now has taken over the family business, <clears throat> but he, um, <coughs> excuse me, he, he basically has a philosophy or this ideology that he's doing the right thing. He's, he's you know, trying to bring an open society and bring people together. And of course, he's going to be at the top of that, of course, without any accountability whatsoever. Now, my, my theory is whoever is, is in control of the, the, situation the way this can play out one one is be, before the election we could have a major internal domestic terrorist issue which would be people who are here who do some kind of terrorist act who are, or have some kind of attempt to overthrow the government or over you know to, to attack us to take control of our, our government now it's very difficult to do. They don't, they don't realize this, but we're not a centralized. Once you have a centralized government, somebody takes that over. Now everything's in place. They can take it over and they can do whatever they want. Uh, this is not a centralized government, supposedly, even though it's becoming more and more centralized. It becomes more and more dangerous for, for the issue of someone taking it over. Uh, contrary to popular belief, January 6th was not an insurrection because there was no way they were going to take over the government by stealing the podium. It's just it, the, our government is too compartmentalized in so many different areas. It's just, it's, it's a checks and balances government. You can't just take over one part of it and take over. So the, 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 the idea of that is just ludicrous in and of itself. They weren't going to change our government. Republicans, from, from the most part, the, the patriot Republicans, the, those who actually, you know, if you want to call them that, the, the actual fundamentalists, the foundationalists, want to maintain and restore and conserve our Constitution. It's the Democrats who are slowly, it's a, it's a slow motion train wreck is what it is. It's a slow motion insurrection. And if you make any attempt to restore that or to uh, protect it, you're considered an insurrectionist. They didn't want to, they didn't want to change our government. They, didn't, they wanted to restore our government. That was their, that was their thinking. So, 
my theory is there's a few different ways this can, this can play out. One is there's some kind of a, a terrorist attack of some kind, an attack of some kind prior to the election. They shut down the elections, and the Dem- which is what the Democrats were accusing Trump of trying to do. Because they were trying to accuse him of doing this in 2020, he even had Milley come out and say something about it. He wanted to attack Iran so that he could postpone the elections, get us into a war so he could postpone the elections. Um, no, that was your idea. You proposed it to him. Come to, come to find out, it was not Trump's idea at all. Then, he should be, that guy should be court-martialed. Every, every, oh, every medal he has on his little jacket should be just taken away. Disgrace. The, 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 uh, the other side of this is that they, they will, since they thought of it, they're, they're the ones who think of this, these kinds of things. They're the ones who will do it. And I have no doubt that they will be involved either in, of course, now everything that's going on in Yemen and everything that's going on with the bombings, the Houthis, everything else that's going on. Basically, we're, we're participating in wars all over the place. Because, we, you know, as soon as you, now, most, most people don't realize this. When the, when the president or the Congress or whoever it is that makes this determination that someone or some entity or there is a group of terrorists out there, you don't need an act of Congress to declare war on them. The, the president himself, if it's considered a clear and present danger, and the president himself can launch military strikes on a terrorist organization. And there, there are even governments out there that the government, that our government has determined are terrorist nations. So in other words, we, could, we have, the president has willy-nilly right to just start shooting people up. Bombing, shooting, whatever they want to do. Now, if in a, in a perfect world, they actually had you no know, real reason to do it, this, this might be okay if they were actual threats. The problem is what they, they, they come up with these Bay of Tonkin moments and made up stuff and all the stuff that they can fabricate so they can get us into these policing actions, these war actions. Realize this this one lady that I can't stand on Fox. She's on there right now. Never realized how large she was. Uh, she, she, I, she she really she bothers me because of the way she talks. But she's the left left wing uh, representative on most of the panels that they have on there, and she's absolutely. Uh, uh, I just think she's. She's got real serious uh, psychological problems, but she's also, I didn't realize how large she was. She's a very large woman. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking like necessarily overweight. She's just like very large, about twice the size of most of the other women on there. Height and everything else. So, so we have, um, anyway, the, the as a little side note. They're, they're going to try to do something to cancel the elections, postpone the elections, cancel them somehow. And at that point, if they if they do that, then by their own by their own words, by their own standards and their own policies, that's time for us to rise up. I I have no other. If they if they try to pull something like that, it's it's just it, we're we're done. It's time to go. It's go time. That's that's my line right there. I don't know who's with me on that. <laughs> 
hopefully everybody, because it's, that's, we can't have that. It's bull. That, yeah. Now, second thought is right after the election, let's say Trump wins, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in a, in, they want to get embattled in a war. Now, remember what happened with COVID. The shutdowns, the lockdowns, the mandates on, on everything, the everything that happened with COVID that was detrimental mostly happened after Trump left office. You know, Biden stepped in and took credit for the vaccinations right off the bat. Then they started making them mandatory. Then they started mandating them to the military and and many jobs and anybody who did contract work with military, basically anybody. Everybody was pushing this whole thing. And then all the, you know, there remained shut down. There remained all kinds of, you know, draconian rules involved in the whole thing. And they just kept it going. You know, some of the states that were involved in some, some of the mask, the mask mandates, all that kind of crap. Now, with all that going on, they, they, that gave them control. They wanted to crack down on people to get them, you know, get control. Imagine what they will do in the event of a, some kind of a war or civil attack of some kind of an internal uh, domestic attack of some sort. They're going to do that. Now, so, so now you're going to blame, they're going to, they blamed everything on Trump. They blamed all that stuff on Trump. The economy was all blamed on Trump. You know, they told him to shut things down. People, and he didn't shut anything down, but they got the, uh, well, many states did. And then the economy, you know, tanked, of course. And of course, then it came back. They, 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 now, 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 Biden takes credit for all these millions of jobs. It brought back 9 million jobs, whatever it was, which were all jobs. We still are at a, a, a net loss on jobs because we don't have as many back as we had before. We're just now starting, I think we're just really close now. We're just, just now starting to recover from that. So it, it's not something that, you can't fire somebody and then rehire them and say, hey, look, I got you a job. No, no, you took away my job and you gave it back to me. That's not, just, that's not the same as creating new jobs here, folks. The government doesn't create new jobs unless they create government jobs. And those typically are, 99% of them are unproductive and make no money. They have no, they have no real, anyway. They might be useful in some cases, but they're not productive. They don't, they, they, they're an expense. So, w- one of these things are going to happen. They're, they're, they're going to use this in some way to embroil or embattle uh, Trump. And, of course, then you're going to get the impeachment thing. It's going to start day one. Day one, they're going to start impeaching this guy. You know that's going to happen if he wins. Uh, right now, you've got Nikki Haley, who I think is still counting on... I think she's going to play this thing out until the final trial is done on him and whether or not he's put in jail or not or incarcerated or whatever whatever ends up happening with, with Trump. I think she's still counting on that happening. There are still people in the GOP who literally, they do, they do not believe that, that Donald Trump can win. Now, Mike, I think he can beat Biden. The question is, will Biden be on the ticket? And I don't think he will. 
I'm, I'm thinking 90 to 95% no on that. I, I, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I would be really shocked and amazed because if Biden continues to carry Kamala Harris on the ticket and she actually gets into the point where they win the election and she's sworn in as VP, which that's, that's a long way away, by the way, and the, the administrative state could do a lot of things to change that between now and then. If this goes on and they actually go to that point and they win and they get into office and they're sworn in, Joe's not making it four years. Let's just face it. I am, like I said, I am shocked and amazed every morning I wake up and this guy's still in office. I think the only thing that's keeping him going is the fact they can't stand Kamala. I think they were really planning on maybe hurt him stepping out and Kamala stepping in and they realized, what do we have here? We, this is not, this, we can't even work with this. We can work with a, a zombie, but we can't work with this. So, I think they got themselves in a pickle trying to figure out what they're doing. But sure, you know, I'm, I guarantee you, I'm sure they've got a plan. I'm sure the plan is nefarious. Much like their insurance policy that they had with the dossier. People don't change. They're, they're, they, you know, the same people are still in, in power. I just heard Christopher Ray going over this whole thing with these the, the bombs that were found in... in uh, the, the pipe bombs that were found at, at the DNC and the, and the, and the uh, RNC on January 6th. They were planted there on January 5th, and they found them on January 6th. A Capitol Police officer, dressed in a hoodie and a backpack, found one of them, and we don't know who the other guy is. And they went before Congress. Of course, Christopher Ray was like, well, it's an ongoing investigation. We can't talk about it. It's been, going, it's been ongoing for two years. This is two years now. And you're saying you can't give us any information about what's going on. Is it Grass, uh, Grass, Grassy? Uh, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, there's one particular congressman that was just going after him. And, and of course, we kept getting the same answers. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's part of the investigation. I don't know. We got back a report from Quantico that that was a, it was a viable bomb. Okay, okay, so because the picture of the bomb has a, a, a timer on it what kind of timer how, how long is that timer go well it looks like it goes 60 minutes so it's a real time it's a real timer it's a real wiring it's real where's the battery at well I don't, I don't see a battery well i'm not an expert i'm not an i'm not a bomber expert i don't know okay so just just theoretically is there any way that a 60 minute timer could last 17 hours because they were if it was placed there on the fifth and they were planning on it going off on the seventh on the sixth i mean uh will a one hour timer do that Unless you put it in a wormhole of some kind. This whole thing was made up. They knew it was fake. Everybody around it knew it. Everybody there knew it was fake. People who found it knew it was fake. They knew right where to look. It's ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. I'm sure they were hoping that somebody else would have found it. But they had to bring in at the last minute, they had to bring in their guy dressed in a hoodie and a backpack with a mask on, happens to be it. Oh, look, it's a Capitol Police officer. Because that's the way they walk around all the time. A plainclothes Capitol Police officer. Yeah. This was all done for the CCTV television. 
all for the security cameras. So we have uh, this, this kind of stuff is going on. And, I, and I, I'm sure that what they want to bring is more chaos, more uprest, more, more unrest and upheaval. And any way they can do that, they will. And I, I, believe, I believe thoroughly that that's what's going on. Now, on to another subject, completely other subject. And this, this just gets into more of the corruption, more of the issues that are going on in our nation, especially within the GOP and the GOP establishment. Carrie Lake recently recorded a conversation that sounded like it was at someone's home. Apparently, from what I understand, it was in her living room. They're having this conversation. Now, I don't know if this guy's married. I don't know if she, I don't know if she's, I don't even know if she's married. I, I have no idea. I, um, seems odd to me that they would be having this meeting. It sounds like she's eating something. They're talking in a, in a room. She's back and forth. She's recording this whole thing. And I guess she has more recordings of this stuff. The GOP basically wants that wants her to get on board and play her play their game and go against Trump. That's the bottom line is they just they, they just wanted it to, to denounce Trump and go along with their, the way they want to play the game. And they're willing to offer her now keep in mind, Nikki Haley went to work in the private sector, I believe for Boeing, much like James Comey did. All these people have these little side jobs that all of a sudden they step off into the into the the private world. They make millions of dollars in, in an industry that they have no experience whatsoever in. I mean, I have 20 years flying as, a, as an airline pilot. I've never had Boeing come to me and say, hey, we would like to offer you $2 million to come work for us. But they'll offer some politician that kind of money to come work for them. They're basically telling her she, she can write her ticket. She can say, okay, I want, I want $10 million a year and I'll go off and work in whatever and I'll, and I'll shut up and walk off from this. I won't run for, for Senate. That, that's what they're basically trying to, they're trying to bribe her. It is very obvious and she's recording the whole thing. Now, she knows she's being recorded. She's making some statements that obviously she knows she's being recorded, so she's... Now, it's in her home. She can record whatever she wants in this you know, second party. And I, I, she can't use it in a court of law, I guess, because the other party didn't know he was being recorded. But in the court of public opinion, the guy, the guy already resigned two days after it came out. You can bet the GOP is not happy now. It's one thing to say no to the GOP mafia. It's a whole other thing to make them look bad. And she has made them look really bad. He's come out and said, oh, this is just typical politics. This is just the way politics are done. It's just discussions and it's just negotiations. This was a bribe. This was a quid pro quo. This, is, this was a, in fact, this was a, you don't play, play ball with us. We're going to destroy you kind of. This was, that's, that's the kind of basically where these people are coming from. And she knows that. She said, you're going to have to kill me. You're going to have to kill me. I guarantee if she shows up dead somewhere, they're going to play this thing over and over and over. Now, the problem is the Democrats could kill her now and they could blame it on the Republicans. So, 
I really have very little else to say this morning other than to say that God is still on the throne. None of this is surprising him. And it, we can be at peace in the midst of all this, just knowing that he's not going to let us down. And uh, so in the midst of all this, I, I just want to, to say this one thing, that we, that we do have hope and that we can uh, see this through. It looks like I may end up having to go somewhere today. Um, I might have to go to Newark today. Um, I'm either going to go to Newark or, or Des Moines. I'm not sure which. Either way, I won't have a lot of time to do a lot of posting. Now, tomorrow morning, I believe tomorrow morning, there will be a show at the normal time. And I'm hoping to have a live show, actually, at 9. Either way, there'll be there'll be a show po either posted by nine o'clock or I'll have a, a, a live show right around nine o'clock. And again, it's going to be live on Rumble. It might be a little before nine o'clock if it's on Rumble. Uh, and it, again, even though it's a video format, I usually just post up my uh, my, my thumbnail as I'm talking. I don't I usually don't have a video. However, I might have a video tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to get some video content if if I don't have to go on either one of these uh, quick uh, trips tomorrow. Or today, uh, if, I, if I end up getting home at an earlier time than normal, I might actually put together some some video content for uh, for tomorrow, and be able to do that on Rumble. Otherwise, it may just be an audio on Podbean. It could just be an, an audio and video on Rumble as well as Podbean. Who knows what I'm going to do? I, I don't know. So, who knows? All I know is we are uh, fast, quickly moving towards the end of the week and the end of the month. So. Uh, First month of the year is almost over. We got got through some bad weather so far, so things things are going well. So we're, let's uh, let's press on. Let's continue to pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, and pray for a discernment in these times because we really need a lot of wisdom to be able to see through the things that are going on around us and what are, all the words that are being said and the propaganda and the misinformation, disinformation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, participating. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. In the meantime.